Are you ready to move your career forward? Make your comeback with Purdue Global and get college credit for your work, school, life, or military experiences. With these credits, you may have already completed up to 75% of your undergraduate degree. You've worked hard to get where you are. It's time to get the recognition you deserve and earn a degree you'll be proud of, one that employers will trust and respect. When you take the next step in your life and career, make it count with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. Hi, I'm George Norrie, and welcome to the new iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Like us on Facebook, tell your friends, and share us with everyone. This is an exciting new network that will feature podcasts of the paranormal, supernatural, and the unexplained. Now please sit back and enjoy Dark Becomes Light with Heidi Hollis. Welcome to our podcast. Please be aware the thoughts and opinions expressed by the host are their thoughts and opinions only and do not reflect those of iHeartMedia, iHeartRadio, Coast to Coast AM, employees of Premier Networks, or their sponsors and associates. We would like to encourage you to do your own research and discover the subject matter for yourself. Listening to Dark Becomes Light with me, Heidi Hollis, on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. <laughs> Welcome to my show. Remember, each week, this is the place you go to when you want to hear the latest when it comes to anything out of the ordinary from Hello, Shadow People to Hatman, Bigfoot to Loch Ness, and all of the above and in betweens. Yep, you have come to the right place. Um, what does that indicate? What does that always mean? Well, one thing quite unique about my program is I welcome you, the listener, to go to my main website and tell me your stories. Tell me what you've experienced, near-death experiences, angels, all that, all that stuff. I, I don't care if Bigfoot threw like a can at your window. I don't know why he would do that, but I don't care if he does that even. So just tell me about it. Is there a rumor in the family? I mean, what's what's going on? Because on this show, we like to find the patterns, discuss them. And uh, I do have fun on this program. I do. I really do. I'm really, uh, contrary to popular belief, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I have a good time all the time. Um, but it, it can be really dark and heavy stuff, you know, and if there's ever a criticism I've ever received, it's like, wow, you sound like you're, you're enjoying this demonic stuff way too much. And I'm like, no, 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 you don't understand. It's like, uh, I want to be able to talk about all these things as I would anything. And I am pretty laid back and uh, try to keep things on the up and up. And uh, I just find that to be important because when we put it in a category where you have to be scary and all that, it can shut down a lot of brains and we do not need any more closed brains around here. Mm. So anyways, um, yeah. So anywho, I got to tell you guys, today's an interesting program. I have a guest that uh, covers something quite unique. His name is Eli Coberly, and he's going to be discussing his new book, War in the Hearts of Men. And uh, it's 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 a balance of a lot of different things. You you have to you have to hear him. 
Because um, it's a topic that I personally am not as well versed in. Symbology, cosmology, um, you know, it's like yoga. <laughs> I I don't know how to meditate to save my life. Um, I always think one day I'll, I'll try more. Um, but I usually just fall asleep when I've tried. Um, it's really bad. But that's just so me. That's, yeah. Um, but anyways, I, I heard that's the first step is to relax as fall asleep and then hopefully meditate and guide it but I have really lucid dreams so I control a lot what's going on um and a lot of -of out-of-body experiences all the time so um yeah yeah I call myself a slider I think I'm I'm sliding into people's bodies quite a bit and it actually it has been something that uh it happens uh yeah so anyways Guess what we're going to discuss in this first segment before I get my guest on after the break. Um, you know, I have received a lot of people sending me messages saying, Hey, Heidi, your topic that you put out there, Hatman, um, there's this thing about Benadryl. Oh, I don't even want to repeat it almost. It's like people taking Benadryl to have meetings with Hatman. I should say that's the next layer of this uh, craziness that people are doing. It's like, how do you feel about that? Oh, ah, just, oh, the angst, the angst, the anger, the upsetness. Um, Ooh, I mean, wow. Who would want to conjure these things? And that guy in particular, who would want to do that? That is not okay. That is not okay. That is such dangerous stuff. I mean, why don't you just... Well, I'm not even going to make suggestions. <laughs> I'm not even make suggestions. Because it's just so bad. I'm like, I don't know why anybody would want to welcome something that's the equivalent of the devil in your life. Or in your bed, for that matter. Or in your bedroom. To even look at you. Walking down the street. You would not... I have had people who've seen them once and it's like d- disrupted their life. Uh, it, it is so dangerous. I don't know why people have found this to be a fascinating thing. And, and I'll tell you also, this is one of the reasons why I feel uh, quite a bit of responsibility and putting word out there on this these topics. Um, I mean, I've, I've discussed it here on this program. I, I remember before I was born, I remember agreeing to to discuss these things, to make people aware, because they were happening anyways. Um, and uh, But the responsibility is, you know, giving the name to this thing, and people misspell it and make it like it's Batman or something. It, I have two separate words, hat man, um, just because, just because. And then people want to judge, well, that's, a, you know, the reason why you would do it that way is to say it's just a man in a hat. Uh, well, I don't want to give them too much respect. You understand me? <laughs> um, but um, one of the reasons, like, you know, it's like, well, why trademark the phenomenon? You know, we've all been experiencing. Well, no, I trademarked the name of it. Trying to help slow the roll of this thing that uh, people are, again, now, it's really clear, finding as entertainment, a way to tap into the other world, you know, and, uh, but it, it's not, uh, it's not been an easy thing. <laughs> it's not been an easy task as, uh, you know, at one point, you know, as a regular on coast to coast as a guest, and you know, they have millions and millions of listeners worldwide. 
So people heard me talking about this, giving it a name, Hatman, and the Shadow People phenomenon. And uh, so to say they didn't know where it came from, well, if you know the topic, it, it trickled trickled down. And uh, it's it's like, it's become this other beast of bored young adults and, and teens and kids like, you want to see something spooky? Let's do this. It's like, no, no. It's like, uh, you know, it, taking it to another level of, oh, no, this is going to cause you problems on a very deep soul-like level. So um, please, anybody within earshot, if you know of somebody that's discussing doing that, these uh, various uh, social media platforms that are having barrages of people talking on these topics uh, without knowing what they're dealing with. And again, another element of the responsibility is um, even when like producers and stuff come or or people that's like, I want to do a book on this or, uh, oh, I want to, you know, focus my whole life on these topics. I'm like, watch out. Okay. Because, um, whew, I've been involved in projects that have had major issues because they focused on these topics. So people have their assumptions. Why would somebody want to, you know, it's not to, to quite literally own something. It's to try to hope that people will be deterred to not dive as deep. You know what I'm saying? It's like so dangerous on a soul level. And it's like, uh, and then of course there's the building up their name to be somebody to go to on these subjects. And they're like, oh, and don't be afraid of it, by the way. It's okay. It's just there to watch. Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, no. It's not entertainment. And there's a big risk to people that look into these topics at a level (laughs) they just can't imagine. And um, I'll give you a quick example of, um, without giving too much detail, of somebody that that, uh, approached and said, I'm going to go make a film on this. I'm like, don't, don't do it. Um, Please don't. And they didn't listen. And uh, they regretted their decision. And um, honestly... I am not kidding you when I say just today I learned of the outcome of that adventure. And um, this person is no longer uh, in the public eye. Let's put it that way. Um, they, they they didn't die from my understanding, but um, oh, it didn't. It, it's just bad. It's just bad, guys. Just bad. Um, it just doesn't ever seem to go well. And I understood in my life agreement (laughs) that I'm supposed to do this stuff. And um, I feel extra protected, you know, and uh, and I I, I don't know. I mean, I've been doing okay with it thus far. And I'm a one woman show. I don't have a big team of people saying, hoorah, you know, Heidi, go and do that. Don't forget this other thing that you got going on over here. No, no, it's just me doing my best, trying to uh, follow through on what I agree to do. And <laughs> it, it's it's something I would never, ever change. And, uh, you know, letting people know in the millions about two phenomenon was 
a humbling experience, a very scary experience. Imagine this from somebody who was absolutely terrified of any amount of public speaking. Um, but out of necessity and, and getting my memories back, I, I knew I, I needed to, I had to. Um, so it's been, a, it's been really quite a ride. And I, I was just talking to a friend today, actually, about how uh, I needed to take breaks in the beginning. Like, oh, I can't, I can't talk on these things anymore. Like, I just needed to have some normalcy. Like, I was a college kid, just like, oh, I need to breathe. And, uh, you know, it, it was quite a process. Um, and, you know, and, and now I'm like, I just kind of steadily go and, and get a little exhausted and then keep going and get a little exhausted and keep going. Um, the exhausting part now is seeing the explosion of people offering their souls up to Satan. Mm, yeah. Because that's what's going on. People are getting possessed by Hatman. People are getting abused by it. And uh, it's on such a grand, big scale. If it is not handled properly, it's going to end very bad for all involved. I've seen it um, on horrible scale. Whether they're physically attacked, emotionally attacked, spiritually attacked, um, medically. I mean, every level... So, yeah, um, the warning is out there. And, you know, for people that are <laughs> dabbling in it and it's like, well, it doesn't bother me. You know, I'm touching on this. And I'm not having anything happen. You know, there's something to be said about people who are doing the work of dark stuff, too. I mean, we don't know the intentions behind a lot of stuff and a lot of people. So we got to be weary and leery of that as well. That's a, that's a real element. Let me tell you. Wow. Well, guys, um, I hope that helped clear my position on it. It ain't good. Um, it's not entertainment. It is to be contained. How about that? All right, you guys, you are listening to Dark Becomes Light with me, Heidi Hollis, on the iHeartRadio at Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Stick around. We'll be right back with Eli Coverly. You're ready for a comeback. And with Purdue Global, you can do more than take classes. You can take charge of your story, of your career, of your life. Earn a degree you can be proud of and get an education employers respect. It's time, your time, not just to go back to school, but to come back and move forward with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. The following ad is sponsored by Pets Best Insurance Services. Pets come into our lives in many ways, shelters, breeders, or unexpected encounters. But no matter how you found your pet, they become our perfect match. Unfortunately, finding the right pet insurance plan can be hard. That's where Pets Best comes in. With a little information about you and your pet, Pets Best will recommend a plan that meets your needs and budget. Visit PetsBest.com to learn more today. Your perfect pet deserves the perfect coverage. PetsBest.com. Hey, Doug Gottlieb here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making the now perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck, like a rugged half-ton Tundra. Workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design, the Tundra combines the raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. With the available iForce Max hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower further than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma. Delivering trail-dominating power and captivating style, the new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. With new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. When you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. 
So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out the amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Welcome back. You are listening to Dark Becomes Light with me, Heidi Hollis, on the iHeartRadio at Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. As promised, I have Eli Coberly. He is a world traveler and seeker of truth through adventure. And at 17, he left his home to fulfill his dream of becoming an army paratrooper. And at 20, he was honorably discharged and began his search for a new dream. Eli's writing has taken him worldwide to explore a few of the bigger questions of our human existence, and his prophetic worldview combines military service, counterculture, and the anthropology and archaeology of the world's religious symbols. He has studied the migration of the indigenous and ingested their medicine, absorbed their art, and embodied their cosmovision. So, in the War in the Hearts of Men, Eli's new book, he details his lifelong quest to understand the Maya culture and its impact on the present. He also shares his discovery of the artistry of stone carved symbols on the heels of his extensive travels to both Central and South America. A yoga therapist, Eli has been a student of yoga for over a decade, and when he isn't writing or practicing yoga, Eli can be found examining the Tibetan Buddhist tradition, sitting in ceremony with Maya priests, and traversing caves deep in the Belize jungle. So I would like to welcome Eli Coberly to the show. How are you doing today there, Eli? I'm great, Heidi. Thanks for asking. Yeah, so... You've got a, a, literally a, a world of experiences that uh, top most people that I know. Um, <laughs> quite the background there. So tell me a little bit about how you got into seeking the answers that you have. Well, um, I, I noticed how people relate. And I noticed um, that after learning yoga, I noticed the two sexes, the masculine and feminine, and how... They're not innate to necessarily a, a male or a female that we all have those traits within us. And um, I wanted to explain a lot of the reasons why the feminine had been suppressed. And so uh, me having a type A uh, mind and very analytical, um, I found a way to explain it uh, technically and embody the practices uh, around the world. Oh, no, that's fascinating because I, I do hear more of uh, these esoteric approaches and you came about it uh for the type a like you said it's like that's that's interesting that's something i don't hear about all the time so tell us how that uh you know has gone i mean so you were looking and traveling following your service we appreciate you and uh how did that um begin with uh some of the travels what was the first place that you went to that helped you connect some of these dots well, um, the first place was actually uh, Caracol in, in Belize in the jungle. Um, it's a Maya site, and um, it means snail in Spanish, but it's really a spiral. So it sort of spiraled out from there, and, and I um, began to become more interested in um, in why we were here and, and what you know. And it was on. It was right before the 2012 thing, and everyone was afraid of all these things, and. 
uh, you know, the end of the world, doomsday. And, and I thought, oh, I don't know about that. And I, I kind of started learning more about the cyclical nature of time and, and, um, and relationship to the universe and things like that, the cosmology, essentially. Can you expand a bit on that? Like, so you were, what, what is it exactly? The, the cosmology of what, like, how did you, what was it? Well, I mean, there specifically the, the Maya cosmology, the people of Central America, the indigenous um, and how they have the relation to the sun, moon and stars, like the, the Vedic tradition of India. Um, And so yoga and and Hatha yoga means sun and, and moon, and it means a relationship between the masculine and the feminine within. And so I, I discovered that people around the world, indigenous or otherwise, were practicing these things just like the, the ancient yogis. And one in particular was the Maya people that I really warmed up to um, after going there. And I started to go site after site after site and region after region. And I developed um, sort of opinion on, on how it sort of went down uh, based on reading some of the codexes and studying uh, a number of the, the uh, glyphs. And so, yeah. So what I started to realize is that um, yoga is, is essentially universal throughout the world. And, um, and, and I started to study the art and the architecture and notice the similarities. And um, I noticed that the yoking, which yoga means to yoke the yoking of the masculine and the feminine um, was a embodied practice that went much deeper than uh, you'd ever know. Wow. You know, I see you're a yoga therapist and it's uh, whenever I think of it, it, it just seems to be one of those very quiet, peaceful acts that I can never do. Like I, I fall asleep if I'm sitting <laughs> trying to meditate, uh, you know, and, and do anything that looks um, or feels like it's a, a relaxing type of thing. And they say, well, that's the first step. You know, you're good at this. I'm like, I'm good at getting comfortable to take a nap, I guess. But I mean, how does a person, uh, you know, expand into this uh, to get this better knowledge? Your your book is called War in the Hearts of Men. And here you're a yoga therapist. So, <laughs> I mean, it sounds like it contrasts, but you found this method to link everything because it is a worldwide uh, feel or vibe out there um, as you're explaining. So where did it lead you and how do people tap in? Uh, well, I mean, I, you know, I, I, I needed to have a reason to um, explore these inner and outer landscapes of the micro and macrocosm of myself and the world, because I experienced things in the, in the army and overseas that um, were damaging to my psyche and traumatic. And so, um, so I think a lot of people I, I realize are dealing with trauma from war and it's not just because of how they, uh, they're necessarily in war, but maybe generationally or passed down through DNA. It's all, we've all been affected by it. And so, you know, this war within this war without is, is the same concept. So, um, you know, and if you sit and you meditate and take a deep breath, one breath is better than no breaths. Um, (laughs) so I guess you're asking, Oh, how, how can one get started in something like this? Yeah. Um, for me, I, I just was forced to, I was, I was helping a friend move and he lived in the Midwest and um, he was getting his doctorate and I had 
time on my hands. And so he said, come to yoga every morning. I went to yoga. <laughs> oh, wow. Really? It, it, I've been invited to some strange things too, but I'm not good at it. <laughs> I just like, like, oh, that's, that's fascinating. I'm standing over here to watch you do it. So you just like, it just hit that right note for you. Yeah, I was having trouble anyway, kind of coming to terms with stuff. You know, if if you have you know, later on, you know, actually just this past year, I got diagnosed with PTSD. So I, um, from the military experience, and I'm, I was masking it for a really long time. And yoga was the thing that brought it up. And then um, since I'm such a type A and interested in all these, I was into extreme sports and all this, I started to realize like, Oh, like yoga is, is for everyone. It's not just a religious dogma, although there is religion within it, but also um, there's all, everyone is at different speeds and everyone moves in different ways and has different experiences. Um, so I just, I just felt like that was kind of a great thing for me to, to be a part of is, um, is understanding how I, my life could be like a blueprint and not such a, a domestic way of, you know, seven steps to freedom. Maybe it could be, this is what I did and use my life as an example, read the book and, and see how you could potentially do your own trip. Yeah, I see. That's cool. You know, I, I've heard a, a lot of military uh, service people that uh, whether they were in war or not, uh, you know, that it's just such a, a shift in the reality to to come back to civilian life and it's 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 just it's too much. So I, I could see how creating that uh, inner balance, since the outer has changed, uh, you know, from your other balance, <laughs> where you've got to strike this chord. So it, interesting title. Tell us about this book a bit. So War in the Hearts of Men. What is this? Where is this going? Where? What is it really about? Well, um, I, you know, I love metaphors and I love speaking in metaphors and I love like Joseph Campbell and, and others like that. Um, and so what Maya means in, in Sanskrit is the illusion. And so illusion is, is magic. And so I sort of talk about how leaders in the book use magic through symbolism. Um, and I use I use the Maya people as a backdrop to, okay, what did they do and what led to their demise right their extinction and how did they trust certain uh factions of other societies that led to their demise and um a lot of it's about colonialism and it ties into my what i saw when i went overseas with uh expansion of uh oil production in saudi arabia and uh jet fighters being built and i, I went over there right after the kobar towers got blew up um and so that was a, a giant facility for business and for colonialism. So I, my book is sort of uh, chronicles my travels throughout Central America, uncovering these uh, art pieces and, and glyphs that talk about worldwide expansion um, pre-Spanish pre, uh, uh, influence um, in Central America. And I contrast it with how we're doing it today and how we've done it and where I see that it's headed. And also I, I use the indigenous uh, folklore and, and myths and also um, prophecies to paint a, a picture of, of the future and how it might change. Nice. Well, hey, maybe we could get into some of those prophecies and the change that you're hoping to encourage. 
So we're gonna get to our first break, but first, don't forget to go to HeidiHollis.com or ShadowFolks.com and tell me your stories. Tell me what it is that you've experienced out there in the world. And follow me on social media at one Heidi Hollis. That is Instagram. That is Facebook. That is everywhere on the planet. (laughs) All right, you guys, you are listening to Dark Becomes Light with me, Heidi Hollis, on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Stick around. We'll be right back. You're ready for a comeback. And with Purdue Global, you can do more than take classes. You can take charge of your story, of your career, of your life. Earn a degree you can be proud of and get an education employers respect. It's time, your time, not just to go back to school, but to come back and move forward with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. The following ad is sponsored by Pets Best Insurance Services. Pets come into our lives in many ways. Shelters, breeders, or unexpected encounters. But no matter how you found your pet, they become our perfect match. Unfortunately, finding the right pet insurance plan can be hard. That's where Pets Best comes in. With a little information about you and your pet, Pets Best will recommend a plan that meets your needs and budget. Visit PetsBest.com to learn more today. Your perfect pet deserves the perfect coverage. PetsBest.com Hey guys, LeVar Arrington here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer. Making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck. Like a rugged half-ton Tundra. Workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design. The Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max Hybrid powertrain, you can take electrified horsepower farther than ever before or check out the fully redesigned tacoma delivering trail dominating power and captivating style the new tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true and with new available tech this legendary truck is getting even better and when you buy a toyota truck you buy toyota dependability meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future so visit your local toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals when you visit Visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Welcome back. You are listening to Dark Becomes Light with me, Heidi Hollis, on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. We have our guest here, Eli Coberly, and we are discussing his book, War in the Hearts of Men. And uh, you've come across some really fascinating elements that you wanted to share when it comes to ancient rituals and geometry and how it has affected today and how you can change it. So let's let's get into some of that. Sure, sounds good. Um, one of the places that I, I know is really popular in, in this um vein is is palenque in chiapas mexico and you know you've seen a lot of that on ancient aliens they talk about it and and one of the things that i i've linked is is this um if you go to the cross group it's a it's a site um or a, a part in palenque where there's three 
pyramids and they have a story to tell with the lineages in the cosmos and this sort of thing. But in the very center of, of those three pyramids down on the ground is like maybe what might've been a sacrificial uh, platform or something like that. But if you, if you were to, to uh, take a drone and fly it above, you would see a cross. Right. And, you know, uh, what I, you know, a Christian cross was really popular when the Spanish people started to show up on the shores of the Central America to um, enslave the indigenous and take their land. Um, but the reason why it was so popular is to them, they already had a cross, right? And they noticed that. So um, the, that cross in the center there is actually has corners and it has uh, angles and sides. And if you line it up on the Sri Yantra, which is the ancient device of India, you will see that it lines up perfectly if it's to scale. And so um, what you find out is, is not only is the Sri Yantra um, of India and this thing in, in Palenque, not only are they um, mathematically the same as the um, same number of uh, spinal segments and teeth that we have in our mouth, mm -hmm. plus uh, the seven chakras, which is a rainbow, um, you have 72 okay yeah and so, so 72 um times two is 144 and um 144 is the number of, or 144,000 or 72,000 is this the number of certain lengths of time that the maya measure in the cosmos and and uh in our ah. physical time okay wow huh. and yeah, and so what I've figured out is that um, the the ancients um, all around the world, and this is something that they won't talk about in ancient aliens or other things, or maybe they have, I haven't seen episodes in a while, but um, is that we have a mathematic equation written in stone in uh, symbology that represents the body and how it travels through time and space. And um, karmically, it's, it's linked to... Um, interesting potential wow okay and what can we do about it <laughs> what what can we do about this there are potential i always talk about the human potential and i don't feel like things are necessarily written in stone though it may be an ancient uh, ruin somewhere but <laughs> but i i'm always uh, optimistic that we can change our patterns change our our ways and you know make something um you know learn from our past mistakes that are etched in stone you know um you know it's like how, how do we how do we make sure that we're uh you know keeping it rolling and uh serving our ourselves better well what i figured out is if it's mathematical the way we travel through time and space and 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 there's trauma well each chakra in the Vedic tradition of India talks about emotions, right? And and there's different time periods and it overlaps. So, oh, there's only five chakras or seven, you know, it depends on the time period. But what I will say is that, you know, one example would be um, the, the first chakra would be the root chakra. And maybe when you were young and, and you were growing up, someone told you that you weren't good enough and you believe them. And, and what I do know is that trauma gets stored in the body, right? And so if trauma is stored in the body, we believe that in our mind, chemically, that the trauma and it prevents us from having a full spectrum experience uh, throughout the chakras. So energetically, you could talk about it, but also physically how we interact with others and how we take chances. And um, when 
Um, that's why I say how we travel through time and space mathematically is directly linked to how we can uh, project ourselves in the future for a fuller experience in life that's not limited to our past. Ah, okay. You know, I, I am so not good with chakras and uh, as I was mentioning, uh, meditation and all those those types of things. You know, I hear it. I hear great things about it. Uh, I'm I'm just so unfamiliar with it, although it's been around me at times. <laughs> but when you said there how people will store trauma in their bodies, I, I'm a big believer of that. I, I'm an occupational therapist uh, profession, um, working with behavioral health and, you know, physical disabilities and whatnot. And you ask anybody that's ever, you know, hurt themselves when they're younger and it hurts them later. Oh, that's a form of trauma. But there's also the memories that get unlocked when I'm working with a patient and they're just like, you know, you know, it's like this happened and they start opening up, you know, when you're working on a certain part of their body and they start talking about something, they might get teary eyed or emotional. And it's like this unlocking and you think it's not always related. It really, really isn't always related to what you're doing but something gets unlocked there that they had uh, stored that I think surprises them as much as it surprises a therapist like myself. Uh, have you come across that? Yeah, um, definitely. I mean, I, I used to teach uh, Thai massage with a friend of mine in Santa Barbara, and we would deal with all sorts of traumatic experiences, people in tears, um, certain smells that, um, would set it off um, and, and it would almost just be like a freeing of their emotions, um, letting go. Um, and so uh, the senses are really powerful in how we interact. And and oftentimes when the same sense th that will come up like this, uh, you'll see the color orange and, and you'll, the wind will blow. And you remember that time when you're walking down the street and you saw a bunch of flowers and the wind picked up and you you uh, tripped and fell on the sidewalk or something and it's stored in your mind. And every time you see orange now, it affects how you interact with yeah. uh, the world. Yeah, for sure. You know, and and the, the thing is, it's like, okay, now that they, they spoke of it, they released it into the air. How, how do they make sure it doesn't return? You know, uh, <laughs> it's like the war in the hearts of men, right? It's like, how do you get that war out? Uh, I think it's cyclical because like uh, the indigenous talked about time is cyclical and it, um, and you're never cured from anything. You only just realize the relationship of the mind to the body and the potential for the opening of the heart. Interesting. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, such a process the, the human, <laughs> human body, the humankind, I mean, consciousness, soul wise, it's so complicated, but it's absolutely all connected. And uh, I, I don't know about you, but I get a little bit frustrated when uh, people don't seem to acknowledge these other levels to themselves. And they're very physical and they're very just a much about what what they can move with their hands or create with their hands, you know, and and don't go above and beyond. Do you think that wall, that barrier that we create is sometimes the problem in making these connections? Yeah, Um it's it's the sort of masculine drive that can be out of balance at times and in, in the individual where you have to strive to build buildings and and monuments and um and your own architecture leave your own mark be somebody you know and, and that's comes becomes more important than enjoying life or having certain freedoms 
or interest. Um, and that's why I believe yoga is so good because like I was the same way. I, I walked into yoga studio for the first time and I said, Oh, that guy's doing a handstand. Well, I could do it for five minutes. He could only do it for a minute and that makes me better. Right. Ah, right. Right. <laughs> and so if it, then that's the, uh, that's the yoking of, of the mind and the body and the soul is you start to realize that the physicality is just such a, surface part of tip of the iceberg oh it's so frustrating but sometimes i'm envious of people who just stay in the physical because when you're really aware of what's going on out there oh oh it, it can really uh make you lose some sleep i, I just um uh, i'm always blown away with some new revelations some new information and i'm like wow there's another layer and you know nobody has all the answers but we sure can help each other right <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. We're constantly learning. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I, I just, um, I don't know. I, I just, uh, I get inspired every day by something new. Um, but the geometry, the geometry, what, what about that element? Well, um, I would say that also part of that is something I did was, you know, I traveled to Nazca and Peru a couple of times and I went into the, the Nazca lines. I flew ahead and, um, and I saw the star glyph and the star glyph, they talk about, you know, it's, it, it's the same as the Sri Yantra. It's essentially math mathematically and, and, and geometrically the same. Um, but also it lines up with, with the, uh, Kabbalah of, of, um, the Jewish people. And then you have, um, the Chicana of Peru, um, which is a stepped up cross. And then you have this, um, this uh in palenque you have pakal's tomb and and pakal's tomb is this this cross and it lines up as well um and it's the world tree the tree of life and then you have the tree of life of course in in uh the nordic people so it's just kind of all uh it's as you know they talk about oh it's as if they left something behind to show us and it got erased and yeah it did and and it and it's around the world and and that's the missing piece of it all is is um how we travel and and um in sacred geometry um is an eye opener for for how that works in in the ethers mm, fascinating well uh we're gonna get to our next break here because i want to dive into some of the more spiritual elements that you personally have have gone into um, because there's no way that you travel to some of the places that you have and not experience some of the stranger elements of life I mean sometimes people keep it in the arena of just uh, you know it was an inner experience but oh no I know these places and they are weird so I'm hoping that you'll open up <laughs> about that after the break you guys you are listening to Dark Becomes Light with me Heidi Hollis on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Stick around. We'll be right back with more Eli Coverly. You're ready for a comeback. And with Purdue Global, you can do more than take classes. You can take charge of your story, of your career, of your life. Earn a degree you can be proud of and get an education employers respect. It's time your time, not just to go back to school, but to come back and move forward with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. 
The following ad is sponsored by Pets Best Insurance Services. Pets come into our lives in many ways. Shelters, breeders, or unexpected encounters. But no matter how you found your pet, they become our perfect match. Unfortunately, finding the right pet insurance plan can be hard. That's where Pets Best comes in. With a little information about you and your pet, Pets Best will recommend a plan that meets your needs and budget. Visit PetsBest.com to learn more today. Your perfect pet deserves the perfect coverage. PetsBest.com. Hey guys, Mario Lopez here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back, enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit biotoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Welcome back. You are listening to Dark Becomes Light with me, Heidi Hollis, on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. I have Eli Coberly, and we were getting into his book, War in the Hearts of Men. And, uh, you know, you've done some really fascinating travels. You've gone to some deep forests and uh, spooky locations or mysterious and I am pretty certain if you've gone to these places that you've experienced something, and I want to hear about it, and I'm sure the listeners do too. So please, do share. Let, let's hear some of these, Eli. <laughs> sure. Um, one of the things that I was talking earlier about, the Nazca Lines in Peru, and it's the geoglyphs that are you know etched in the desert, and there are all these different glyphs and all these... You know, there's debate about where they come from, how do they, you know, who actually made them and why are they still there, all this stuff. But, um, you know, I've been up there over, over the lines in the desert of, in the, in a Cessna in a little plane. And, and, um, one of the things I do is I read Akashic records, which is the ether in sort of like the past, present, potential future of the soul. Well, my teacher taught me how to read, um, locations. And that was the most fascinating part for me because I was like, whoa, all the locations I've been to, what stories could they tell? And, um, and, you know, I have a good imagination, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't claim that this is directly from God or the, or, or anything like that. You know, I just thought it was fascinating to experience. Um, but what I did is when I got on the plane, I opened up the Akashic records of the Nazca lines in the Nazca desert and um and so i while i was overlooking these monkeys and uh different animals and spiders and stuff and the and the different glyphs is i noticed um this voice this inner dialogue that was talking about people and how um the evolution of people and the dna of the people um over the course of millennia in the desert there and how there was uh there was DNA being manipulated there. And also there was uh, bits of uh, colonialism 
practices like ancient stuff looking for minerals and and um it it showed me sort of like this uh picture of these people walking through the desert um almost like a slave race type of people looking for minerals um for for sort of like a superior uh organization or something like that and i took it for face value i didn't write about it you know because i wanted to have a more of a mass appeal Uh, no no hey this is this is the audience for that i mean it's uh i we like to get into that kind of thing so you just revealed the akashic records i mean this is supposedly where anything and everything that's ever happened in the universe gets stored and you are able to meditate and reach this place and pull out what you'd like is that what you're saying yeah it's a sacred prayer that is handed down it's also just a method of getting to to where consciousness is stored and i like how you just kind of casually say that (laughs) i just kind of skip over well yeah oh no that's a big deal because that is people know that word and they're like hold on i even for myself um i did not know it by that name um i knew it as a a library of knowledge but um it was uh something that i experienced you know i just it's nothing that i go back and forth to um to access or something i didn't i didn't go in there to do that i saw it you know it's like oh i knew that place <laughs> but wow so that that's uh, amazing so what do you personally aim to do when you are in this state where you're i mean if you're in front of like <laughs> god forbid you're going out on a date do you go akashic record time let me look up and see what this person's about here in front of me i mean you're not doing that kind of thing are you just for the heck of it to learn something like cheat a little bit no, um, I do. I talk about how people use magic to cheat in my book, but I, I, I would use it um, for the greater good of of mankind. I, I wouldn't abuse it. Um, it's yeah. a great responsibility. Um, awesome. I, I have used it with like my kid's mother when we were dating. We're not anymore, but we, I, I did use it, and we got some interesting. You know, we. I said, can I read your Akashic records? It's a good way to get to know someone, right? Ah, you did. I just, oh, so you did do it, but you got permission first. So, okay. Yeah, yeah. You, <laughs> you know, it makes sense. I mean, it's like, hold on. I have the answers to the universe. Let me try this. You know, I, I it's something that, uh, you know, I've heard uh, be able, people being able to access like that. I had no experience with it, but, you know, I, there's something I wanted to, to mention too and talk about. I find mm-hmm. a lot of uh, veterans, um, who seek these similar paths. They do a lot of deep thinking, traveling, trying to find this different self. I mean, do you find that you're running into a lot of veterans as well um, on these paths? Uh, on these paths, unless I'm at a retreat, I don't really talk to anyone. I'm I'm smiling at the indigenous people and asking them questions. Um, I, I might go to a ceremony or something or meet up with a group of people for a while, but generally I'm solo and I'm meditating and I'm writing and I'm experiencing things um, all on my own. Ah, um, so okay. I, I did actually once, now that I think of it, I ran into a, a guy that was stationed in Fort Bragg like I was that was running a, a mule uh he had a company that that did tours to, to El Mirador in Guatemala, and he he had a team of mules that he worked with, and he was out there smoking cigars, and you know he was an <laughs> fellow, but he wasn't the same. He was just offering tours, you know. Ah. It was for him, 
But I, I, yeah, I've met some people that were veterans. I run into veterans all the time. We talk, you know, I'd say more so like in California where I live. Yeah. Wow. That's, it's amazing. Yeah. I just, uh, you know, it's like physically fit, you know, getting back from uh, being enlisted and just explorers, you know, so able to just like pick up and say, Hey, I'm, I need to try something different. That that's what I've, I've run into quite a bit. And I, I commend them. I mean, how, how neat to feel free enough to do that because a lot of people, I think they get caught into the humdrum of everyday life and they don't explore, you know, they don't look into different things and, you know, and it's not always needed, of course. Um, you know, I, I am quite Christian myself and I keep on that path and, uh, but I find, you know, learning from other cultures and, and, uh, seeing the patterns, I'm all into patterns, uh, you know, how things connect, how we have things in common with certain things and that might actually help uh, others, I don't know, find balance, you know? Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So, I mean, if there was anything that uh, you hope people pull uh, away from your book, what would that be? Um, I think it would be that, that there's something greater to the mundane existence of, of the nine to five and the, um, sort of commercial idealism. I, I think that we've been fed a, a lot of uh, things that were good for money-making rather than um, soul-searching or individual uh, connection to the, to the root of uh, what's more important for the soul. Yeah. You know, I, I think that was done on purpose. I, I call uh, <laughs> people that explain the world to us, uh, for our own good so we don't go and experience it for ourselves i i call them wizards because they <laughs> you know just look at my hands and what i'm doing here don't look behind the curtain look here you know uh so i think it's a shame and it's uh it's wonderful that somebody like yourself goes out and you know and finds some answers and tries to reach back and help others do the same so uh, how people how can people uh, get a hold of your book or you have a website that you could share Thanks. Yeah, it's um, War on the Hearts of Men. It's on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, and I think Kobo or something like that. Um, Eli Coberly, and that's my website. And also Instagram, I'm pretty active on there. I share a lot of photos of my travels or what I'm up to. That's uh, Eli Coberly on Instagram. Wonderful. Well, I want to thank you so much uh, for coming on the show. Uh, this was interesting. I, I love this kind of... Uh, you know, new topics. I like to explore and, and check out what's going on out there. And yours is really different. And uh, I, I really appreciate you. Thanks, Heidi. I appreciate you. Well, fascinating conversation. I learned something new every day. I hope you guys did as well. And, you know, I gotta, I gotta tell you guys, I have been a comic strip artist for a while. You all know this, right? And uh, I took a bit of a hiatus from my comic, which is a paranormal comic strip called the outlanders okay that there's bigfoot there's uh aliens there's ghosts um and all the townspeople of milltown and yeah just uh quite different and uh, i so i restarted up again got more time on the hands because boy do i keep busy um <laughs> so i want to invite you to go check it out uh, follow it on instagram the outlanders comic 
And uh, also go to theoutlanderscomic.com and tell me what you think. It's a single panel type of comic strip. And it's all I ever wanted to do growing up. If that sounds familiar and any plot that you've ever seen, well, now you know the inspiration. I'm <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I'm a fan of uh, Carol Burnett. I mean, she's old-fashioned, just awesome, pure comedy, right? And I saw one of her, um, before she would do her big show, uh, she took a, a question from the audience and they said, what would you be doing right now uh, if you weren't doing comedy? She's like, I always wanted to be a comic strip artist. And then, oh my, my jaw hit the floor and I'm like, I just love her even more now. Um, you know, I was like, just totally after my heart because hot diggity dog, that is me. So yeah, please go check it out. And also you guys don't forget to go to HeidiHollis.com and ShadowFolks.com, which go to the same website and tell me your stories. The more detailed, the better. Okay. Please do not send me those one-liners. I get those one-liners. You know, if you want to hear more, write me. Uh, no, write me. <laughs> if you have uh, photos, if you have drawings, just email those on over to HeidiHollis at gmail.com. And, uh, Really appreciate that. I think I need to put a page on my site with uh, some of the drawings and photos and, and whatnot. And I think I might have mentioned that here on the program. But, oh, man, a time gets away from me. And I'm like, did they put that up yet? And, uh, by the way, you guys, I on my next show, I might have a really, really big announcement um, that might be really up your alley. Uh-huh. Yes. I think you're going to find it interesting. Uh, but anyways, you know... Uh, <laughs> I'm teasing because I had two people contact me and say, when are you going to do this in the same day, guys? So I'm taking the hint and I'm going to dedicate my next weekend to getting something done. But all right, you guys, you have been listening to Dark Becomes Light with me, Heidi Hollis, on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Stay safe, everybody. Goodbye. Well, if you liked this edition of Dark Becomes Light, wait till you hear the next one. You've been listening to the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. No one likes to talk about money. Am I saving enough? Can I buy a house? Am I paying too much in taxes? Will I be able to retire? What if you could unlock insights about your finances in less than five minutes with a clear picture of where you stand today and where your money can work harder? Now you can. Visit facet.com to take the free quiz and get your financial wellness score today. That's F-A-C-E-T.com. This ad is sponsored by Facet. Facet Wealth Incorporated is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. Ready to celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's and iHeart present Women Take the Mic, sharing empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&M's and spread some positivity. From breaking glass ceilings to dominating in sports and entertainment, women truly are unstoppable. This is where projects come to life. Our showrooms are designed to inspire with the latest products from top brands, curated in an inviting, hands-on environment, and a team of industry experts to support your project. We'll be there to make sure everything goes as planned, from product selection to delivery coordination. At Ferguson Bath, Kitchen, and Lighting Gallery, your project is our priority. Find great brands like Thermador at your local showroom or visit us online at ferguson.com build.